As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with another episode of the Wizards Tip-Off Podcast. Chase Hughes and Chris Miller in studio. And a lot to get to on today's episode, including some fan questions that we weren't able to address on the last one. We got so many fan questions, and a lot of them were really good, so I want to get to a few of those today. We'll also talk about Carmelo Anthony going to the Houston Rockets, and also uh, Ted Leonsis. We'll play back uh, some answers I got from him at today's press conference in Boston, Virginia, about the Wizards' new performance center. It's going to be called the MedStar Performance Center. We don't know what the stadium itself is, is going to be called in Ward 8 where the Mystics and Gogo will play because that's uh, owned by Events DC, but we know it's the Wizards MedStar Performance Center. So exciting stuff. I asked Ted about the offseason so far, including Dwight Howard, and I thought he had some really interesting stuff uh, that we will definitely react to. Uh, first, though, Chris, uh, there was a piece of news in, in the NBA over the weekend that struck me as something that I, I thought was a parallel to the Wizards in, in a, a certain regard, and that is Clint Capella re-signing with the Houston Rockets. Uh, Clint Capella was a restricted free agent. He went out on the market. He met with the Lakers, but didn't really get that much interest. Ended up going back to the Rockets for a deal that's worth about five years and $80 million, $90 million if you include the incentives. It struck me, Chris, as the opposite of what happened with the Wizards and Otto Porter. It wasn't their fault. It was no one's fault. It was just. It just kind of goes to show the difference between timing and the market of a given offseason because Otto Porter, there were a lot of teams with cap room, including the Brooklyn Nets, and they ended up obviously giving him that offer sheet with a ton of money. But now you look at the Houston Rockets and you wonder, man, uh, that looks like a bargain. And do you see any parallel there or do you think I'm kind of stretching with that? You're stretching because it's a podcast (laughs) and you need to fill some time. So we'll move on to the next topic. You think the Wizards, if this was a different year, could have gotten maybe Otto Porter for a cheaper price. But it wasn't a different year. So yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Why do you think Clint Capella didn't get as much interest? Probably because the market dried out. Simple. And Plus there were some big men out there with DeAndre Jordan and uh, Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Not a whole lot of cap room. He knew he wanted to stay. They wanted him. So they just waited him out. It's business. I think it's interesting. I well, think- I, I'm trying to get to... where. What do you... The market dried up this year. Clint Capella knew he wasn't going to go anywhere. Harden wanted him. They had the best pick and roll. You know, the numbers with those two are off the charts. Where else was he going to go? 
who had the money. How about that deal in, just in a vacuum? Clint Capella, five years, $80 million, maybe $90 million. That's a nice deal, isn't it? That, for him? Well, for the Rockets. It's good for him, of course. He's making $16, $17 million a year. That's yeah, good for both parties because they all wanted to be together. Yeah. But they didn't have it, to wait for somebody else to put an offer out there. You know the big difference this year is that Brooklyn didn't have cap room. Because remember, they've done that several years. So you see, Brooklyn would have did that and put the you know 15% trade kicker and they'll put Probably, all the right? options in there yeah. and getting half of your money up front. Right. With Alan Crabb, they did that. Yeah, they didn't have to do that this year because they couldn't. Yeah. So <laughs> timing, timing's everything in life. They've, they've been like ticking <laughs> off teams for like several years running and now they can't do no, it anymore. The free agent year where every every guy got paid. The Jan Mahimi 2016. Summer. Yeah. I mean, that was just. Lightning in a bottle. It was just the perfect time to be a free agent that year. Yeah, don't hate the player, hate the game when yeah. it comes to Jan Mahimi That's what and I'm Mozgov saying. Like, people and some people getting guys. upset about that deal. I'm like, man, he just became a free agent at the right time. Same thing with, I guess, for the Rockets from your argument was the timing just worked perfectly because the market dried out. Um, both parties wanted to come back, and he got a good deal, and I'm sure they're happy with it too. So everybody's happy. Speaking of conjecture at this time of the year, what do you think about everyone blowing up on Dwight Howard's comments that they're taking it from a story I wrote that he said after the introductory press conference that Golden State called, but then once he got that DM from John on Instagram, it was like, okay, I want to be a wizard. I think people are making way too much of this, to be honest. Why do you say that? Because my mentions are blowing up right now from a Bleacher Report tweet. Oh. And I don't think Dwight and Howard that, said that, that he chose the Wizards over the Warriors. He just said that they called. Isn't that what all of this is now in social media is to get blown up so people notice you? Isn't that yes. what it is? Yeah. So you got what you wanted. You happy? No. Well, you know what I've I've noticed? If Bleacher <laughs> Report credits you for something, your your mentions will be uh. destroyed for like three days, but you won't get many followers out no, of it. No, it's no, not that, it doesn't work that way. So I appreciate them giving me credit, but yeah. unfortunately social media doesn't work that way where people all of a sudden start following you. It was it's funny. just they we're, start talking trash. I got called a dope. Wait a minute, weren't you on vacation too? So you, How did you get those quotes anyway, Chase? I, I credited Tyler Byram at the bottom of the report. Huh? Tyler oh. Byram. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a NBC Sports Washington uh, young buck out of George the, Mason. You calling somebody a young buck? He's like 22 years old. Uh, yeah, he's right. younger than me. So wait, so Bleach Report credited He's a Cowboys you. fan, Now, Now, I want to show you how like all this works oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. With sourcing and, and referencing <laughs> Six and stuff. degrees of separation. So Bleach Report credited you, and you credited... Tyler. Tyler, who was at the press conference. Right, and it was said in a group of people. And it was said in a group of people, so like everybody heard this. Right. But Bleacher Report... Cited Yahoo, Deadspin, all these places at, are crediting at, at, at Chase Hughes, right? <laughs> yes. that's, yeah, that's how the how, world works. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. And I was just talking to someone in the office. When you read the stories and their different interpretations, it just takes on new life every single like place it goes. You know, because they see they don't see my article, they see Deadspins, and then they go off that, and they just yeah, it's just that's where we are now. I know. Uh, he, he said it was like a, a game of telephone. You know, like by the end of it, it's, it's all it's lost. It's its all meaning. messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like I said, we got some great fan questions I want to get to and a few other topics. But first, let's hear what Ted Leonsis had to say about the Wizards offseason. We'll do that right after a short break. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. 
What have you thought about the uh, the off season that Ernie and Tommy and Wizards front office put together so far? Uh, I thought both front offices had eight grades for their off season. I think that um, when a season ends, you sit down and say, "This is what we want to accomplish." And for the Wizards, it was we need to have more balance and more depth and be prepared for injuries. We had injuries last year, and we want to be able to have interchangeable parts and players that are adapted to the new NBA. And so if you look at this roster for the Wizards, I think it's as deep or the deepest team that we've ever had. Um, from center position to wing uh, to the backcourt. And so we were able to bring in a lot of bench scoring, and I think we can go 10, 11 players deep. And you need that because it's such a, a grueling system. I thought the Caps offseason was equally as magnificent. Most, most Stanley Cup winning teams end up getting blown up and we're returning everyone to this team except for two players. I mean, I'll miss Jay Beagle very, very much. Um, and, but, but to be able to keep the team together, I thought was uh, really, really great work by the front office. What do you think about the, the signing of Dwight Howard specifically and the perceived risk given how his previous stops had ended? Um, I think that's a media generated issue. I don't think it's a basketball related issue. He could have signed in many, many places. And really, it all comes down to the salary cap. Dwight was paid like a max player. We're paying him the mid-level exception. Um, he will be a great addition to the team. He wants to be here. And his skill set is what we needed. Someone who can run, play defense, and rebound. And he's at the time of his career right now where he's been paid a lot of money. He's still getting paid max money. The buyout of what we're paying him, we're paying him the mid-level exception. So at that price, I think he was the greatest addition we could add at that position. And we're back on the Wizards Tip-Off Podcast. Chase and Chris Miller in studio, and that was Ted Leonsis at the, uh, it's now called the MedStar Capitals Iceplex. used to be Kettler in Boston, Virginia, uh, on the roof, uh, essentially, of Boston Mall. There was a press conference there. A lot of doctors in white coats. Chris, Phil Chenier was there, though. Harvey Grant representing the Wizards. Did you get fixed? Did anything that was ailing you? No, you... Uh, but I was just on the phone. I'm trying to get my knee fixed. I got a bad knee, man. You got a bad knee? Yeah, I was barking. Pl- yeah, it's bark. It's been barking for a long time. But I was playing softball yesterday. I joined a softball league, mm-hmm. and I went out for a catch. And, and a guy who I don't even know is on my new team because I was a free agent. He's like, "Hey, man, you hurt yourself." I was like, "All right, if, if it's that, if it's like that, I guess I need to get this thing fixed." So mm. we'll see. Uh, but you anyways, need to keep your old butt at home and yeah. watch it instead of playing. I try to tell you exactly. You hit your thirties. Um, <laughs> although I did get an RBI single in the game. Good for I'm you. I'm sure you wanted to know that, right? I could care yeah. less. I can go throw my for, bats if you yeah, want. Throw, yeah, throw that out for our listeners. I'm sure they care too. So, <laughs> Tweet at Chase Hughes if you cared that he got an RBI single. Right, right. Get so, your get your followers up. So the first thing that uh, yeah, can Bleach Report give me a shout out for that? Right. So the first thing that Ted said that a lot of people uh, have been responding to. Is that he said that he thinks both the Capitals and the Wizards deserve an A grade for their offseason. He really liked what the Wizards did in terms of adding balance and depth to their roster. Now, 
A lot of people would say A is kind of high. I personally would say that's a little high. I think I'd give them a B or a B plus. But I will say, Chris, if you consider what they were working with in terms of resources, I think it's fair to give them a pretty high grade just considering they didn't have all this cat room to go out and sign someone. What do you think? They, um, now, you I, could argue it was their doing, but they were kind of strapped. Uh, yeah, because if you've made the decisions on the people that you wanted to give max money to, I mean, listen, there was a disappointment, I know, from the ownership group that the uh, they didn't perform the way that they expected a year ago. So to go out and get some depth in their bench, which they did with Austin and Jeff Green, and to go get an upgrade at the five position, by all accounts, you ask anybody that knows basketball, they'll tell you Dwight's an upgrade from what they had before, then yes, I would agree. And I think this is the most talented team. He said that too. On paper, that will go into training camp. That they've had. Ever. Yeah. With this ownership group. Right. And maybe even with Ernie. This might be the most talented team that they've had. So clearly, he's pretty excited about it. And uh, I think the depth is a good point. He said they can withstand injuries better than they have in the past. And then when it comes to Dwight Howard, I asked him, as you heard, uh, what do you think about the perceived risk that a lot of people are criticizing this move because of? And he said, "It's first of all, he said it's media-generated, which I think is a little bit of hyperbole if you really think it, because it's it's several cases at this point that he's had this reputation. But I think the point that he made that it makes a lot of sense is something I've said is that it's different when you're paying a guy $5 million compared to $24 million. Oh, so right? you, you needed somebody to co-sign that for you. Yeah, that's right. You disagree with that I point. I disagree with yeah. that. <laughs> even more now. Really? I do, because it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, your job is to go out and perform, regardless of like how much you're making. You, you're looking at it like, well, if it doesn't work, we can just let him go. I'm more worried. I'm more concerned about making it work and not having to deal with, oh, but he only makes this, as opposed to, oh, he makes $40 million. Who cares? I want the person to perform. So and you're not it, you're not thinking about worst-case scenarios? No. Yeah. Not until I have to. Right. And I don't want to. I think from his perspective. And that's why people keep asking me about this. Chase, I cannot tell you <laughs> the month of July, as you know, I was a traveling man. No matter where I went in the month of July, Peach Jam, a high school event. I had people who cover the league or are fans of the league ask me about the Wizards. I can be, I've been in Vegas twice. I went to Miami. I've been all over. The, people, the Wizards are really relevant right now in the league. They are, people are talking about this team like, how is this going to work? Oh, I love to see how this this plays out. This and that, it's good. It's good that they're getting people talking about them. But again, until that ball gets rolled out, it's all talk. Dwight Howard, he moves the needle. Like regardless of whether John moves the needle, John, both those guys they move. Like Dwight Howard's Q rating, his star level. You know, maybe the the production on the court, you could argue, doesn't match what he was in his prime, but he moves the needle in terms of interest for sure. Let me ask you this: like right now, what is the one matchup you want to see the Wizards? What opponent is like number one on Chase Hughes' power rankings? Um, I think it might be the Lakers. The Lakers. Yeah, I think it might be the Lakers. Yeah, because I just want to see that team in person. Like, see, it's, I told it's you. not just LeBron. It's like it's everything. I told you, right? Those are the I want to see Lance. Those are the two locker rooms where you're gonna be like, man, every night. Beyond that, some of the younger, you know, if it's just not entertainment value, but just some, of, you always like to see the top picks come through. You know, Aiton, Bagley, those guys, Donkic. <laughs> not Tra a fan. Trey Young. Trey Young. <laughs> yeah, Trey Young. That's right. Uh, 
briefly teammates with Carmelo Anthony, by the way. Carmelo yeah. Anthony with the Hawks got bought out, similar to the Wizards. He's Surprised signing. About it? No. <laughs> I think the Hawks should have kept him just to see what that would be. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Mello four times a year. He uh, So he's going to the Rockets. He's joining up with Chris Paul, uh, James Harden. They're going to try to run it back. They lost some really good players. Trevor, Trevor Ariza. Ariza. Uh, I mean, what, we know firsthand here what he brings to a team. Yep. Mba Mute is a very good defensive player. They're going to take a step back perimeter defense-wise because they just lost two of the best in the game at that. But Carmelo Maybe they Anthony, get Hoodie Mello. Maybe they'll get Hoodie Mello. If they yeah. get Hoodie Mello, then the league's in trouble. What do you think needs to happen for Carmelo to have like a true bounce-back year and get his numbers up from what they were last year and not derail what was already a good thing in Houston? Um, to be the Carmelo Anthony that we're accustomed to, a, a career bucket getter, and that's it. I don't think there's going to be any expectations for Mike D'Antoni or his staff that he's going to come in and be some lockdown defender. The guy's going to be on the mid post, turn, fire, get a bucket. He's hoodie mellow. If you if you can get a hoodie mellow, they are going to score a lot of points. So you're just going to have to outscore them. So, you know, when you talk about D'Antoni and the Rockets, uh, it was a big story in the postseason about like, will you change your isolation play? Because they like to they have the players where they set it up where it's just like isolation, dribble, 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 and everyone spreads out his shooters. In theory, that could work pretty well for Carmelo Anthony, right? Absolutely. If he can still get his own shot off, because there are questions about that. He is getting up there in age. Well, if he can't get his shot off, then pass it and repost. Pass it to Gordon or, yeah, whoever's hitting threes. By the way, are we going to talk about Team USA? What do you got on TM, Team USA? It's funny that you said Eric Gordon there. Yeah. So, you know, we had one of our players. I don't know if you know this, but one of our players actually We talked about it in the last episode. All right. Yeah. yeah. I know you were in Vegas, but he, he actually did memory really well. kind of you know fades. It was too hot there. out there. Yeah, <laughs> scramble your braids out yeah. there. So hot. He did pretty well, Chase. John did pretty good out there. Really? Like, Who was like, he going up against? Doing well? Because um, I saw you had a video of him hit a corner three. Right? Was that to end a game? No. It was no. Okay. Like a drill. Okay. Um, but Oladipo's out there. Westbrook, Eric Gordon. Like you look at like the guards, especially like the point guards. Kyrie was there, but he didn't do anything. Westbrook was out there. Dame Dalla was out there. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. How's he did, looking, by the way? He didn't do much. He I don't didn't think do he, much. I don't, I don't remember even seeing him. He was there. I don't yeah. remember seeing him doing any of the drills. Devin Booker, if you're talking about guards, <clears> he was there. Devin Booker is there. Devin Booker is legit 6'6". He's legit 6'6". The highlight of Team USA for me was at the end of day two, Chase. And I, I posted the video on Twitter. So at the end of like the camp, the guys were doing like one-on-one. I think it's first person to six that could score six points, right? Paul George came out there and in concession got Durant out of there, got a bucket on Durant, got a bucket on Oladipo. This is the one-on-ones. I think someone put a video up of it, right? And it was like unbelievable some of the shots these guys were making, right? So Durant, Oladipo, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker all got buckets. In concession by Paul George. I think Durant ended up winning it, I think. But Paul George, remember he had surgery either May or May or June, like a little minor deal. Surgery, surgery to me. He just it. had surgery? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. A little cleanup. Yeah. You couldn't tell. Man, there was some talent out there. It was yeah. funny. My son just flew back from Orlando, and he was like, how was Vegas? I said, besides the fact that it's hot, just to see – 
that level of talent all on one floor going at each other was pretty cool. It one was on, pretty cool. I mean, one-on-one, one on one Durant one. and Paul George. When I saw the social media video, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. You know? And you should see, like, everybody on the baseline. Like, they let you shoot it. So, like, I'm on the baseline, and I'm just, like, going. And you're, like, right wow. on the sideline right. on the baseline. Yeah. Like, one of them fell into me, and I was just like, this is really cool. Yeah. This is really cool yeah. to see all of this talent in one gym, um, and they're going to represent our country. Did John do one-on-ones? He didn't do the one-on-ones. Yeah. He was sitting there watching. I think he was taking in some intel. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was watching like, oh, okay, I like that drop step right there. I like that Euro. I like right. Spin Oladipo made some nice moves. He did. He's crafty. He has done amazing in the last couple of years of getting his game to this level. And just and the camaraderie. Like Westbrook and Durant were joking around with each other. It was like good to see because, you know. You Water know, under you the kept, bridge. You kept hearing all this nonsense about how they couldn't stand each other. I mean, they were – having genuine conversations with one another those those two days out there. So it's kind of cool to see the pockets of friendship with some guys. Like there's some guys that just didn't talk to one another, but then there were other guys that were like constantly with each other. Like the DeRozan-Lowry. It was interesting just to see like, you know, they were together. Pop was working with DeRozan on like some yeah, of Yeah, a lot of people were watching that so, dynamic, yeah, right? Yeah, so it was, it was kind of cool to see because a lot of these guys hadn't talked for a while. Uh, the Kyrie news came out about you know, just how bad you know his knee was, and uh, yeah, we we get ramped up for the fall, brother. I can't wait. So uh, we want to end this with a few fan questions that we didn't get to our last episode. Mm-hmm. Like I said on the last one, this was our best round of fan questions that we've had doing Thanks, this podcast. Fans. A lot of questions from listeners and a lot of good ones. This one is from at DC Han QD. What will be reasonable money to keep KO and Keefe next season? <laughs> Ubre is really tough to project because, like, it all dep- it, I mean, he'll, he can make good money if he has another year like he did this year. But if he comes out and takes another step, then That's who knows? Yeah. That's going to be hard. I told you the last podcast that I think it's virtually impossible to bring all, all these guys back. Both of them, I don't see how it happens it's, it's unless you make a impossible. big trade. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, 80, 85 right now? For KO? If he takes a step, another step. Oh, over how many years? Five? five. So he's going to get more than Capella? Yeah. I See, seeing Capella... Because the market. Remember what we just talked about with the market. Because the cap's going to go money, up next more year. More money next year? Why not? I'd say even if he takes another step, you're, st- you're looking at like five for low 70s. Hmm. I don't see him getting more the Capella, but it is different positions. It's different skill sets. If he goes out and shoots forty percent from three, see the thing that's going to get him a lot of money. I've already tabbed Austin to be our sixth man of the year candidate, right? Right. But what if it's Kelly? He was the guy this past year. I mean, not for the award, right. but he was the sixth man. So what if he's the guy? Keith is a lot easier to project. Although I'm not saying I could hit it right on the nose what the money is. Um, let's see, I guess he'd probably be like 29 entering free agency. Mm-hmm. I'd say four years, 45. Hey, man, why Is that way this, too low? Why are you in this man's pockets? <laughs> Stop being in people's pockets, man. Four years. Why do people ask about 60? other people's money? I don't care. I hope he gets, gets, gets That's a good a tough check. part of the business. For Keith, I definitely hope he gets a good check after that hometown discount he gave Phoenix. And who, who, could, got traded here. who could honestly project this type of money? 
Who could have told you in 2016 that Jan Mahimi would get four for 64? Not anybody. Or Capella would only get five for 80. Well, it's the market. It's the market, man. It's almost like you got to see how the market shapes up going into the offseason, and then still you don't even know. So this one is from at sports underscore God one. What impact do you see Howard having on the Wizards differently or better than Gortat? Um, better will be clearly the force of nature that he is on the defensive end. Um, offensively, again, I don't think he's a 20-touch-per-game center anymore, and that's no disrespect. In fact, I would say because of the talent in the backcourt, it's just not conceivable anyway to get 20 touches down low when you've got uh, an elite score shooter like Brad and that rim-to-rim blow-by point guard like Wall. So I think the improvement you'll see is easily on the defensive end, blocking shots and the ability to get out and run. And again, the team wants to shoot more threes, so then that virtually is going to take him out of a lot of post touches. But I do think, Chase, in the post touches that he does get, you'll be able to see some, I think, some running hook shots, uh, some drop steps, dunking on somebody's head. Um, So I I think his offense is a little bit better than March, but I think his defense is on another level. I think defense is the easy answer, the rim protection. He's going to have an element that March and Gortat just couldn't add at this point in his career. He's going to get more rebounds, even though March was a good rebounder. More rebounds. And then offensively, it'll be a question about, like, yes, it's going to be flashier. He's going to be throwing down dunks, but will he be that much more effective? Um, time will tell on that uh, because we'll see how many. He's a volume guy. needs touches, and Here's he probably won't get though, that many. In a pinch, late-game situations, too, because of his struggles with the free throws, that could be something that, that could be an issue. And then plus, mm-hmm. maybe going small. You know, if this team at, at the end of the games goes small, is big fella going to be cool sitting there? Right. So, again, like I said, like on paper it all looks good. But, again, you've got to actually go through the weather of the season uh, to figure out if if everybody's cool with how roles will be defined either in early part of the games or especially late-game situations. You're going to like this question. It's from at dat202boy. Will my man Jay Smith get some playing time this year finally? <laughs> Jason is a man <laughs> of the people. I love it. They love Jason Smith, man. Uh, we were talking in the last podcast about just the versatility that they have and the depth they have now at the five position. Now you talk about Dwight, you've got Jan, and you know you even got Sticks. You know if you're looking to get somebody out of there or, or use your fouls, you got it. You got some guys out there. I think Jason, what he told us in this room about improving his three point shooting, will give Scott Brooks an opportunity to look at him and be like. Okay, if we do go with one of these lineups or we have some injuries, you know, Jason showed us two years ago that, you know, he was a pretty consistent and pretty reliable three point shooter at his mm-hmm. position. Remember, evolve or die. Um, so I, I hope so. You know, he, he's, a, he's a friend of the podcast. So that's our guy. Yeah, he's an easy guy to root for. A lot of fans, lo- I mean, you hear fans yelling at Scott Brooks to put Jason Smith in the game when you're at Capital One Arena. Like they love the guy. I think it's good, like you said, it's going to come down to his shooting. This past year, I think it was really tough for him to have sparse playing time and still shoot with the same percentages, and you saw those percentages drop. He, he never was able to find a rhythm. So right. if he gets that opportunity this year, keep in mind, they have depth at both of his positions, power forward and center. 
But there's one injury away from him being a pretty big factor. You know, if Yamahimi goes down, Here's what we they're going to have to play him. We know he'll be ready. That's he'll be right. ready to go. And, that, and, that's, uh, and that's the reason why I think Sticks has been in this league for so long is he's a great teammate and he's a professional. And as long as you have those two traits in this league, you'll stay around a lot longer than what people think you should because he's just reliable. Stay ready, stay in good shape, stay positive, and that's what he's doing. It was hard to do last year, as you heard him say on this podcast, but, but that's it. what he does. Yep. And uh, the players appreciate that, his teammates for sure. All right, final question is from at Sasgod Eula. Uh, Where do they get these names from? <laughs> Sasgod. <laughs> what, what are these Twitter handles? <laughs> uh, can John Wall be MVP this season with the East being so wide open? He, you know, on his uh, offseason documentary with – Webb Wellman, a guy that you and I know, said that you know MVP is, is a goal of his. He's trying to speak it into existence. Obviously, he knows it's very, very tough. But he's saying with the East wide open, you know, if he can get the Wizards to one of these top seeds, maybe he could get some MVP votes. Uh, it's extremely difficult, but Chris, what do you think would be required, maybe from a statistical standpoint, a record standpoint, what have you, for John Wall to be in that conversation? Okay, so we know three guys are going to cancel themselves out all in one place. So Steph, KD and DeMarcus will all cancel themselves out. So right. you take those three names out of it, right? LeBron is going to be in a situation where the team on paper doesn't look like they're going to be... Westbrook, too, because Westbrook put up similar numbers but didn't get the same acclaim because so you, he's got more help now, so right? Again, so when you get these super teams pairing up, you're canceling, you're canceling yourself out to be an MVP, right? So if that's the case with Russ and PG, now you look at Houston and you're adding Melo... And you've lost some good pieces, so you've got Chris and James Harden. I would say for John to be in the conversation, uh, first of all, the Wizards would have would have to at least be the top two teams. I agree. In the East. If at you're the third seed, it's not happening. At least one of the top two. And I feel like you've got to be 60 wins. Like, it's it's going to be... you got to be over 50. you got to be to the point... 57, 58 wins were like, it's a surprise. And you're like, wow, John had this great season, and it's almost mostly because of him. Then he has to borderline average triple double. I mean, it's. You know, usually. A 24, 13, 8 rebound kind of season with a block, steal and a half with a team that's top two in the East, he'd be in the conversation. The points is an interesting indicator because usually you got to score like 27, 28 points a game. The outliers have been a Steph Curry who scored lower than that but was historically efficient. And then Derrick Rose, who John Wall actually mentioned uh, on the Ball's Life documentary uh, about how he didn't score that many points but was just crazy dynamic and had uh, the Bulls as the top seed in the but, East. But if you listen to the, the other stats that I put in there, I think that's when he becomes definitely in the conversation. If you're telling me – 13 assists, 8 rebounds, a steal, or 2. And a block. And, and, a, like you bl- and look, a block. You look across the league, no so, one does it. So now yeah. you're feeling you're feeling like the stat sheet and your team is winning. And I think that's the only way because uh, Embiid will be in the conversation. You know, he might cancel out Simmons. They might cancel Giannis is going to take another step. Giannis. By the way, have you seen the incredible Giannis? <laughs> He yeah. looks like he looks like a. Greek He's flexing Hulk. a little bit in that. Nah, that man swole up. Yeah. Nah, he he swole up.
Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.